Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of MBA Holes. I am half your co-host. My name is Joe Connors. And my other half, who just got back from England, and I believe that was his first game seeing his favorite team, Mr. Justin Wells. You want to talk about that? Uh, it was a lot of fun. But I'd rather talk about basketball right now. Cool, um, cool. If anyone wants to hear me talk about it, they can listen to the uh, reaction pod that we did. There you go. Yeah, Justin did a car pod. That was pretty cool. Um, so before we start tonight, we're going to, we always do Twitter questions first, but I want to do a little special shout out for a buddy of mine who we talk on Twitter basketball all the time. His name is Joe Pendleberry. Um, I hope I'm not butchering your name, man. Uh, he is a 22 year old. He is studying sports business management at Leeds Beckett university. I do not know where that's at. Um, anybody, most people who listen to our show are actually that's in Leeds in the UK. There you go. I knew Leeds. I just don't know where the actual university is at. Um, most people on our show, I believe, are non-listeners or are, are non-Americans. So what Joe – Joe and I have been talking for a while and Dave too. I, know I was talking to Dave about it. So basically we retweeted this survey that he's putting together for his research. It's part of a study that obviously that he's doing university. And the study is to understand the MBA in a foreign market. Uh, so unfortunately for – your survey is good for anybody who lives outside of the U.S. So any U.S. listeners, you guys can't take part in this. I'll retweet it again. Uh, it's a really cool thing he's doing. Uh, you know, he's very appreciative of it. I have no problem with it. He's one of our awesome Twitter people who's always part of the show, always giving questions. And again, it's Joe Pendleberry. He's 22 years old, studying sport business management at Leeds Beckett University. Seems like a hell of a nice guy. His personal Twitter account is at jpendles. P-E-N-D-L-E-S, if anybody wants to ask him about anything. Um, but we'll jump right into it first. And his, we'll go to his Twitter question first, Just. He's asking, do you think the recent, recent form of the Rockets, and we get this a lot, mean they have a real chance of beating the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs? Yeah, they do. They're really good. Yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, they, they shoot the ball. 
they play pretty similarly to the uh, to the to the you know to the Warriors. I think D'Antoni's lack of defense is ultimately you know pin his Achilles heel through every team he's coached, and I think it's another chance for it to be that right now. But I kind of like the Rockets, and I want them to win. So yeah. I hope so. If I if I had to look at any team in the NBA right now to win, because mine's out, it's the Rockets mainly because my fiance is a Houstonian and a Rockets fan. Plus, they're a lot of fun to watch. So yeah, I think they can win, and I kind of hope they do. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think they can win. Um, if they they can beat the way they shoot the basketball on any in reality any given night, they can beat a lot of teams. I I don't know if they can actually beat them. One of the reasons is D'Antonio. I just hate him as a as a as a coach. Uh, but they do have two legit stars in that team. Uh, James Harden is fucking incredible. Chris Paul is playing incredible. Clint Capella is playing incredible. So they, I just the whole seven games thing sort of throws me off. I don't know if they can beat Golden State in seven games, but it is possible to say Capella it's not possible. Is tough enough to handle that to handle that like that down low battle and and win because. He's he's got a lot of size on Draymond Green, and if you're going to point to a, does. a does. one Achilles heel of the of the Warriors because of how fast they play, it is mm-hmm. sometimes like I mean, Jordan Bell, you know, nice player for you know for the amount of minutes or run he's going to get, but he's not going to be incredible. He's not going to stand up to Capella. Um, no, definitely not. Javale McGee not going to stand up to him. Sasha, I, I think might. Like he's, he'll probably try to do tough. a dirty play and yeah, hurt he's him. Tough. Yeah, he's far and tough. Like those are dudes you don't want to mess with. So yeah, I think that. I mean, I'll tell you this much: that's the Western Conference Finals I'd love to see, um, and I'm sure everybody else does. Unless you're a fan of the other teams in the Western Conference, then you're going to say somebody else. But uh, they, they definitely can beat them. I just, I, I don't know. Something's telling me no, and it's because of the coach. I just, he's always going so far, and then that, that. I hate to call his offense gimmicky because if you watch them, like they're not exactly a fun team to watch. They just kind of dribble, pass the ball, swing, 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 three. And it's won them a ton of games and what's it, 17 in a row now? So yeah. you can't deny what they're doing is incredible, but they're not exactly the most fun team to watch. But I guess that doesn't mean shit if you're winning basketball games. So, um, so, so as someone who's actually lived through Mike D'Antoni as the head coach of his basketball team, that's true. You I did. can go into like <laughs> strategically what it is is it's the seven seconds or less offense. Basically, your yes. point guard is coming yeah. off of, your point guard is coming off a of pick and roll, and he's trying to find an open shot in the first. He's trying to find a shot for your team within the first seven seconds of the shot clock. Basically, it's you don't want any it, like it, it's fundamentally it, it's weird fundamentally because what's the one thing you were always taught growing up uh, when you're playing basketball is you you don't want to take a shot in the first a bad shot in the first five seconds of the shot clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a waste of possession. Yeah, it's a total waste of possession. But um, I guess if you have guys who can shoot that well from all over the court, which they do. They do, yeah. And, mean, that, and that's the thing. If that team gets hot, there really is no slowing that down. Like if you just hit shots, they're going to live and die by that shot. And so far they've been living because they're, I believe, their best record in the NBA. So they're doing something right. I just – when you play in the playoffs, it's just a different game. Like guys buckle down. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I watched James Harden choke in that game last year. Transition totally falls apart. It completely falls apart. I mean, teams, te- you could do it for three quarters. That fourth quarter, they, they won't let you do it. You have to be able to make shots and you got to have shooters on your team to open up, you know, to op- basically open up your offense or you're just going to get swallowed up. So 
Uh, next question comes from Rich Weinstein. He's at Philly Rich One, and he's asking why doesn't Rashawn Holmes get more time with the Sixers? It was ob- obvious. It was an obvious tough stretch of three games and four nights. He brings energy and tough D. You want me to answer that, or do you want to answer that one? I mean, from what I've seen of him, the issue is the fact that he's basically a big zero on offense, and that team right now is bigger issue is going to be uh, outside, you know, Sarich and Reddick sometimes, and then Embiid. I mean, and then Embiid. Uh, there's there's nobody who op- who spaces the floor shooting the ball and putting Richron Holmes on there with any other combination of players isn't gonna, isn't going to space the floor. Like TJ McConnell can't shoot. No, he, he really Covington, can't. Covington could shoot too, but he's been he's streaky. a little bit worse this season than the last two. But, I mean, Ben Simmons, like, really, for all the things he can do, he cannot shoot. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't shoot anything at the moment outside of the, basically feet. outside yeah. the paint. Yeah, and and in fairness, he probably doesn't have to. And, he, um, you know, it's kind of like Giannis can't really shoot either, but if it doesn't matter if nobody can stop nobody you. Nobody can stop you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it was if you remember, LeBron James first got into the league, he really couldn't shoot either. And then he, when he, people started adapting to him a little bit, he developed a shot, and now he's got an incredible shot. But um, to the question, the biggest thing for me is he's just not good on defense as a five to justify him playing. Uh, I do agree with a lot of what you said, but his when you have Joel and Beal on your team, you more you need to really kind of what you said, spacing the floor is more important than defensive versatility. So he's a great athlete, but he's terrible on switches. You could see that if you watch Sixers games, um, Dario Sarch is a better fit there. And, and even, even, even he's not a great fit both ways. He's a much better fit offensively, but not really defensively. Uh, that's why the Sixers went out and got Ersan Ilyasova. That's why they went out and got Marco Bellinelli. So you can space the floor for making it easier for, in theory, for guys like Embiid and Simmons. It's just a shame. The guy that they drafted number one overall was the guy to do that. Yeah, and he just, hasn't played. He was the missing piece to put that together. It makes perfect sense on that team. But the Rashawn Holmes things, I like Rashawn Holmes. I just don't think he's good enough on defense. I know he's got energy. I know he can bring something. He can block shots. But if you really watch the game, his his defense is not all that good. Uh, and and he, that's why you see Amir Johnson play so much because you're not going to get much offense with him, but he knows where to be on defense. Yeah, Amir so Johnson's that, like a known quantity good defender. I mean – Exactly. Mir, Mir Johnson's been on good teams most of his career. Yeah, he was on Boston last year. I mean, he, and he played legit minutes with them. So played um, for some good Toronto teams too. Yeah, that's true. I forgot all about that. You're right. He played in some really good Toronto teams. So he knows what he's doing. I mean, again, I like Rashawn Holmes. I just think maybe he's not a really good fit on this team as it's constructed now. Now, again, you put faults on this team. It's a different team. You know, you got LeBron coming out and saying he's got – or the Ringers coming out and saying, Ringer.com, saying that the, he could go to the Sixers, the Rockets, the Cavs, or the Lakers. So you got all kinds of possibilities oh, next so year. So I don't want him in Philadelphia. I, I – well, that's another podcast we can do. I won't answer that. Um, I would like him here. Uh, I get why people don't want him. I totally understand it. Uh, I love the guy. Um, I don't like the things he does on the court. I don't like the passive aggressiveness sometimes. It's very annoying. But I will take that guy's game any day. But again, that's we could talk about that next podcast because that's actually a really good topic. Um, next question comes from our buddy Kev, Kev Haggerty. Uh, it, it's fucking hilarious. I'll let you answer it. Is LeVar Ball the Chris Jenner of basketball? Um, 
No, no. He's actually the, uh, the, um, he's the Vince McMahon. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. He's totally WWE. Like, yeah. totally WWE. Or, like, maybe he's not like the Vince McMahon. He's like another, like, heel manager in the WWE, but he's a, he's a WWE heel manager. Yeah. Like, like, the thing with Chris Jenner, like, I hate the Kardashians. Like, I just despise all of them, but she's turned that into an empire. So I give her credit for that. Like, he hasn't done that. And I don't think he ever can because it's just apples and oranges when you're comparing the two. You know, I don't hate on the, the, Chris Jenner or the Kardashians for having money. It's, you know, it's the people that feel that. So somebody likes them. I'm just not part of that. But yeah, LeVar Ball is definitely, I mean, he's already been in, hasn't he been in like a Raw episode? I'm pretty sure he's already been in one. So of course, like he's a guy who's basically fit for the WWE. Yeah. Like that, like like if his, I I actually like Lonzo's game. I think he's going to be a really good player. Uh, The other two kids, I don't think he'll ever play in the NBA, but I, I don't really care. But his, he has a son who's very good at basketball, and I just wish that he would just focus on that. Um, he seems to backed off a little bit. I don't know if that's because his sons are in Lithuania, his other two. Uh, but his son, if he stays healthy, which I, I think he will, um, he's going to be a really good ball player. So next question comes from Rick at Ricardinho1892. He's asking, why have people been dismissive of John Wall in recent weeks? He was absolutely class in the playoffs last year. Oh, it's just, you know what? It's people have short memories. Anybody who tells you the Washington Wizards are a better team without John Wall um, either just doesn't understand the sport of basketball or needs a full frontal lobotomy. Yeah, I I can't really say much more than that. I mean, John Wall is one of the best players in this league. Uh, Unfortunately, he has knee issues. He always has them. He's had them since uh, college. But to say, I mean, yes, they have played better, but you don't take... Talent wins in sports, and I know they're playing really well, but eventually they'll come back to their means because they don't have a player like that. Bradley Beal is excellent. Uh, Kelly Oubre is a good player. Otto Porter is a good player. Um, the la- the two guys I said, the two latter, are nowhere near John Wall's talent. Bradley Beal's near his talent, uh, but I'd still re- probably rather have player. vastly different player. One's a great shooter, and he's, he's Bradley Beal has added a little more games, first-time All-Star this year. He's added a little more just than shooting, but John Wall is just devastating in so many different ways and such a difficult cover. Um, he's an all-NBA point guard. I mean, like, yeah, this he's is just, what it is. All-NBA point guard. They're, losing that guy is never good for a team. And no. regardless of how well they're playing going into the playoffs, there's they're not a coach in a league who who wouldn't want to get their best player back going into the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you're right. It's people just forgetting. It's like they see they, they won like eight out of 10. It's like, all right, God, like teams do that. Like it's just, it happens in the NBA. It happens in all sports. It doesn't they mean. They play in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And it's exactly. So next question comes from Ahmad. I'm going to butcher your last name. And I talk to you a lot. I think it's Akarishi. Akara. I thought you were say his last name. Is, I'm going to butcher your last name. Uh, Ahmad Akarishi or, or Akarashi. I'm sure he will um, tell me if I'm wrong, and that's okay because I, it's a your name is awesome, and I have a common name, so I'm not used to saying your name, but I do talk to you a lot on Twitter, and we talk hoops a lot. Um, to be fair, your name is only common in Philadelphia. His name, your name, would be quite uncommon where he is. Well, yes, that's true. Oh, my first name maybe not, but my last name, there are probably no Connors where he lives. Yes, I don't think that, but if there are, he will tell me. Uh, and but he is a Sixers fan like myself, so he's asking, is the Markel Fultz situation is this like a bad joke? And when he's back, is he expected to have a major impact? 
Will he be able to coexist with Ben Simmons considering they both want the ball? So the first part, I'll take this because this this bothers me a little bit. Not the question, but because it's the misinformation of people don't under not saying that Ahmad doesn't understand basketball because I know he does. We've had conversations, but the false thing you just can't control. Nobody knew that was going to happen. I'm not even I'm, I'm done speculating. So is he going to have a major impact when he comes back this year? No, because he's probably not going to come back. Um, and I wouldn't bring him back. His shot looks much better. It's looked much better. And people shoot video of him every freaking day. Um, and he's shooting threes and it's, and it's going and it looks great. But, you know, maybe the kid's psyche just needs to come back. You know, he's a fucking kid. He's 19. Like, like, like JJ Reddick said, he's a fucking kid. Just leave him alone. But, you know, reporters are doing their jobs. So that's what it is. But his second question is what gets me because he's the exact person you want playing with Ben Simmons. He is the exact perfect fit for that. And I could go into a thousand different reasons, but I'll just leave it at that because I don't want this pod going really, really long. Um, because I'm pretty tired, and I know Justin probably is too. But yes, he can absolutely coexist with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can basically coexist with anybody because he has so many different aspects to his game. And Fultz's whole thing is he can shoot. He could take a guy off the dribble. Ben Simmons would help him immensely because Ben Simmons draws attention because he loves to drive to the hole. He's a great passer. He sees the game like not many people do. So I don't know if you want to add anything that, to that, Just, but... You certainly can. I mean, if you want. it's uh, the only thing I'm going to add is he's 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 a uh, first overall pick taken by the Philadelphia 76ers. This means automatically he has to sit out his rookie season. Essentially, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like a it's a it's a ritual. That's what we do. So who are we to say that? You know, again, no idea what's going on with him. It's only speculation. I've heard all kinds of different things. You and I and Dave and you and I, just the two of us have talked about it on these pods before. So I don't want to keep boring people with when is Markel Fultz going to come back. I do like his question. I, that's my team. I'd love him to come back. But I don't know if it's you know in the middle of a playoff race with like 18 games left is the greatest idea. Um, our last Twitter question comes from my buddy Mike Osher at MikeOsher81. He says he's really impressed so far with Indiana. Thoughts on their future? Need a second scorer really badly. Yeah, I agree. Because I like I totally mean, agree. we we all know Ladipo's good. Um, like Bogdanovich, really good player. Um, I like uh, Sabonis, good player. Can't believe that they gave they got they once again also came over for effectively nothing. Yeah. Um, Bogdanovich is a nice player. He can shoot the shit out of the ball, the ball, man. But he's I mean they need a better point guard. Darren Collison's been around the block, and uh, you know. I also kind of think Miles Miles Turner's uh Miles Miles Turner's a nice player. He's a decent, he is like he's a decent he's a decent big. He's gonna be one of those guys who will flirt with a double double every night, and uh, you know will play passable yet not great defense, and will be a borderline all star for large portions of his career. Maybe make one or two games. Like that's what he looks like. That's the type of player he is. And you know what? They're uh they're they're a good team. Oladipo's faded a little bit in the second half though. Yeah, he really it's, has. It's, I think he it's has. because there's nobody there's nobody there to give them decent shots. Yeah, not many guys can carry their team. I mean, basically uh, wire to wire. The best players in the world can't do that. You you just and he's again. I th- I agree with you. He has faded. He's had a great year. Um, I give the guy credit for sticking to his game. He's been in difficult trades his life. Uh. It's hard to get people to want to play in Indiana. It's hard. To, I hate to say that, but it's not exactly a destination to go play. Um, it's a huge college basketball town, and they do have obviously a lot of history. I mean, you have Reggie Miller, 
you, you, you got a lot more than that. They have a, a lot of history in the playoffs. It's just guys nowadays want to go play with other players and they want to play with destinations. And D- Oladipo is good, but he, he's not going to win you a championship. You know, I, I do like their future. And the guys you named and I named, they're good, but I, I don't know what they do from here. You know, like, who's going to want to go there? That that's my only thing. Like, is this what they're going to be like a, a a three through five seed? That's that's good for Indiana, but you basically have to get really lucky in the draft, and that's how you get guys. Because I don't know how you get a like Paul George is a free agent. He's never going to go. I mean, he was already there. You know what I mean? They drafted him. He's not going to go back there. Um, LeBron's never going to go. Guys like that, they're not going to go there. So you have to make it. You just basically have to. The NBA is an awful lot of luck. Like what the Sixers did was just. You know, for four years, they just didn't give a shit about basketball. And then, and they got two really, really, really good players, but they also drafted Nerlens Noel and Jal Okafor, who were fucking terrible. Michael so, Carter Williams. Well, yeah, the Michael Carter Williams was before that, though. And they traded, they flipped, that was, you know, he was a uh, rookie of the year, but that wasn't, I don't believe that was under Hinky. I think that was Hinky pre Hinky. I think that was a year before, but Hinky flipped that for, um, that was one of his best trades ever. He got rid of him to the, uh, the Kings for the, the swap. And um, now I can't remember, of course, but yeah, they unloaded him. But yeah, it's, I just, I don't know what they have right now is kind of probably what they're going to have for a couple of years unless they draft something, but they're not going to have a high draft pick. Cause like you talked about earlier, the East is not that great. It certainly isn't the West. And you know, they're, they probably could win around. I think for sure, depending on who they play and depending on matchups. So, yeah, I, I like Oladipo. I like a couple other players on the team, but I don't look at them and go, man, they're unbeatable. They're unstoppable. It looks like you said they need a second scorer, like a guy, like really, really bad. And I don't know where they're getting that from. So uh, that's it for Twitter questions. Next thing I wanted to do is your surprises and disappointments of the season. Just do you want to give me, want to give me surprises first? Uh, so biggest surprise of the season is. Uh... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Probably, I don't know, it's a tough one. I'd probably say uh, 
You know what it is? It's it's uh, it's uh, New Orleans. Keep pushing on after Boogie Cousins going down. Yeah, it's a re- and then Davis gets hurt again last night, which is just know. he's been Anthony Davis. I hate that last, shit, man. Over, since, since the Boogie Cousins injury, Anthony Davis has been the best best player in the NBA, not named LeBron James. Yeah, he really has. You cannot deny that he's been incredible, like legit incredible. Um, that was one of my picks. Uh, I, I like that you started with teams. Um, one of my teams that the Trailblazers are in third right now uh, in the West. They're on a humongous winning streak. They won eight in a row. Uh, Pacers, I know we just talked about them, and I kind of was down on them, but nobody expected the Pacers to be – they're the fifth seed now, but they're a half game out of third. Um, Boston Celtics, who I, I, was, I was big on in the beginning, they're still in the second seed. Got to give the Raptors a lot of credit. Uh, but the one disappointing, if we're going team-wise, was just Oklahoma City. I had them – I thought they were going to be really good. And I, it's just really hard to play with Russell Westbrook. I, I, I like – I love Steven Adams. I like Westbrook. I love Paul George. I don't understand why they're 37 and 29. They're just not consistent. Right now they're going to play Golden State. They'll get their asses handed to them. I, I don't know. Um what about player surprises or disappointments? Well, I'll give you my obvious one. Chris Porzingis tearing his ACL, dunking over Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, can I can I just say injuries to big players in general? Because I hated that that's, one. That's I, I hate a boogie. Yeah. It's and and, you and that's what play. you do. And that was a hell of a dunk. He dunked right over Giannis, which is really not easy because Giannis is fucking a incredible. A really good shot blocker too. Yes, he's long, he's lanky, he's athletic, he can really jump through the gym, and he got dunked, like, literally off the ball, like, off his face. That one really sucked. Um, a player disappointment that I could really think of, like, an, an actual from a performance basis, I mean, some of it's coming back from injury, is, like, Isaiah Thomas is yeah. never going to be the player he was when he ended Boston. Yeah, I don't think so either, and he's played decently, and the Lakers have been playing pretty well, 6-4 uh, and four in their last 10. So uh, some good talent on that team. But, yeah, hes I don't think he's ever going to be that. Again, I think Brad Stevens is such a good coach that guys who play there, he makes everybody better because he knows how to play your strengths. And um, that's the sign of a really good coach. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, drafted 13th, is, is just really good. Uh, a lot of guys passed on him. Uh, he's not single. I, I don't like the narrative that he's single-handedly keeping them in because I think that's BS. Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles and guys like that are, are playing very well. But he's been a massive surprise. You don't see many 13th overall picks um, play like that. So I'll give him credit. Uh, Minnesota, uh, at a sixth seed, I thought they'd be a little better. Their defense has not been good for a coach who's notorious for defense. Uh, just not, it's not there. And yeah, San, also San Antonio. Moment, I just want to say one thing about Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're other co-hosts, Dave. I am sorry <laughs> that you now have to live through the Derrick Rose era in, in yeah. Minnesota. I know that he doesn't want it. Like I, He doesn't. Once again, something I've lived through. Like Post-injury, Derrick Rose is really not fun to have. No, do you remember we talked about this too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know that he and, didn't want it, and it happened. Yeah, he wanted no parts of it. And we all said, like, why would you – it'd be dumb to do that. Don't do it. And Tom panic, Thibodeau pan- goes out and gets his guy. Because he needed an athletic wing – in order to in order to uh, make up for the you know the loss of Jimmy Butler, 
Yeah, and that's that's just asinine. Like he's not Jimmy Butler's one of the best players in the NBA, and and that sucks what happened. I know that plays a part in what's going on with them, but I don't know. Like Carl uh, Anthony Towns is a great player. Andrew Wiggins has not taken the step forward in my opinion, like not even remotely. And they gave him that giant contract, which is uh, which is uh, very disappointing. But uh, Giannis is a guy who he's taken the step really forward. massive step forward, uh, huge step forward. So that's, I mean, disappointments, obviously, Markel Fultz, um, big disappointment for my own team. Uh, the Rockets Seven. have been a big, what's that? You say the Rockets? Yeah, Rockets for sure. I'm not even going to mention Golden State because they're Golden State. So, And the Spurs are, you know, eventually, you you, you don't have Kawhi all year. I, I can't really grade on that. He's one of the best players in the NBA, and he's clearly your best player. So I, I won't kill them for that. Um, maybe the Clippers for hanging in there in eighth because, you know, getting rid of Blake, they seem to play better and the Pistons are fucking terrible. So I don't know. You got anything else for surprises? Yeah, I'm going to give you one surprise that I, that that I'm very pleased about because I've, I've always been a huge fan of this guy as a player, even though like, you know, he's a marginal NBA player of, uh, of some strange pedigree, but my man Lance is going out there in Indiana and playing 23 minutes a night. Lance Stevenson I is a crazy Lance. bastard. Yes, but the funny thing about Lance is when he actually focuses, he's a really he's good a basketball good. player. Yeah. Yeah, he really is a good basketball player. And he's just, I don't know, he's man. He's just up, in and out. He's putting up 9-5 and, and 3 in, uh, in 23 minutes a night. That's really not bad. It's not bad. And, and he could do more than that. That's why he's so fucking frustrating. But, as hell. but he's also crazy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He definitely is. Um, There's a few rookies that I really wish would have gotten, like, that I really would have liked to see play more. Um, Like, you know, the one that really gets to me is Malik Monk because he was a guy who came out of college who could shoot basically from anywhere. And he's, you know, he's been spending most of the league in the D, most of the season in the D League. Uh, Mm -hmm. Darren Fox looked like he was coming on a little bit, but he's kind of taking a few steps back. Granted, that's going to happen in Sacramento because that's a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, it is. They're fucking awful. Yeah, um, and I would have liked to see D'Angelo Russell, um, you know, take more steps forward this season in Brooklyn. But you know. yeah, that's actually a really good shout. It's a shame he had that. He's got the injuries, and he like he just what they're trying to do. It it's weird because they traded for him in a big trade, and what they're trying to do, it's like he doesn't really fit. And I don't know how that's going to work out in the long run because they're trying to just be the team that shoots threes. And I, and I obviously they don't have the talent to do it at the moment, but he's not really that kind of player. Um, DeMar Carroll and uh, Alan Crabb are the best two players on that team. Tells you everything you need to know. Like, oh, so, maybe, maybe Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie is a good player. Dinwiddie, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. The talent level's the just talent not where it needs to be. Yeah. And that's why they're 20 and 45. I mean, it's, you know, no disrespect to them. They just, they were going to be bad. So, um, all right, let's move on. I think this is going to be easy for me, but maybe it's not for you. Who's the MVP of the league? In who MVP of the league in your opinion? Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you a, 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 my take on it. My take on it is it's LeBron James without a question. Really? Yeah, yeah. That 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 team was bad around him for a while. Oh, they're but, fucking terrible. So I don't mean to say it like that. I just but like, you, did, but he he might not win it because there's voter fatigue against him. So like, I, there's a few guys. There's a few guys I can see getting looks for it. Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah. should get a look at it. Uh, the way he's played over the last, the way he's played over the last month and a half, Damian Lillard should get a look. 
Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis you get a look. By the way, Damian Lillard, just to go on a small tangent. Anybody who tells you that anybody who sits there and thinks that there's a massive difference or gulf in talent or ability or end product between Damian Lillard and Kyrie Irving is insane. They no, are, there's not. They are, one, one, one's a better shooter than the other, which is Kyrie's a better shooter than Lillard. That's you know what it. the biggest, you know what the biggest difference is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's one place in Portland and one place in, in Boston. Boston. Yeah. That's one it. Played with LeBron before playing in Boston. And yes, that's correct. And yeah. that's, that's the only difference. He's a fucking phenomenal player. Does whatever he wants on a court. Um, he's, worked, I, he's worked himself into that conversation. Um, Harden's in that conversation. That's my pick. Yeah. James Harden. Because he's been the most consistent. He probably should have won it last year. Um, I get what you're saying about LeBron. I just, I guess I, I grade him on a curve. Yeah, it's a Because he's, game. yeah. And then he's the best fucking player in the league. And it's, I mean, it's close, but he's the best player in the league. And what he's doing like, has he played better basketball in his life? I'm not no, sure he has. the game seems to get easy, easier for him as he gets older. Yeah. It doesn't look like his athletic ability is really... Diminishing. Diminishing, yeah. Like, he doesn't look like he's really lost a step at all. And that team sucks. Like, they're fucking terrible. He's the only reason they're a three-seed. Yeah. They are garbage, that team. Like, I mean, I... They've looked I watched better them... at points in time since the... Tra- like... I think putting oh, Larry yeah, Nance no question. Jr. in that starting lineup was the most probably needed. He's been, that probably yeah, needed, that he's been good. Work. They he's need been very good for them. They do. They definitely did. And like Rodney Hood, I, I, we talked about it. I was like, he's just a guy for me. George Hill stinks at this point of his career. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. is a, is a good player, and he's even better. Again, at, LeBron makes every everybody. fucking player. Everybody. everybody. Yeah, and that's one of his that, – that's a great attribute to have because – some of the great players in the world don't have that, but Larry Nance Jr. can actually ball, and he could ball when he was on the Lakers. So it's not as if he, it's all LeBron doing this. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. I just I, I, I gotta give it to James Harden just because they're the best team in the league. They're probably gonna end up the best team, or damn near close. I mean, they're a game up on Golden State. But um, let's go to at the moment your most oh, intrigued. I just want to talk about one thing about Harden. Um, sure. Wesley Johnson, you're never allowed to step on an NBA court again because James Harden murdered you. Yeah, he, that was if, – if anybody didn't see that, I'm sure if you're a basketball head, you did. But that that step-back three-pointer is maybe the most lethal weapon in the NBA. Um, it's virtually impossible to stop. Now, a lot of people complain he gets a lot of ridiculous bullshit um, foul calls, and maybe he does, but uh, you know, maybe he deserves it too. I, I'm not sure. But he just knows how to play referees, and he knows the rules of the game. So, yeah. but yes, he definitely killed Wesley Johnson. It's, it, like, it, it's one. It's probably the best one-on-one move I've seen in an NBA game. Yeah. Since since I got the since uh early in his career, LeBron LeBron isolated against Redick, where he basically just oh god made yeah. Redick's entire body wobble. Like Redick yeah, could, Le- Redick couldn't move. He just basically jellyfished and fell. Yeah, Le- LeBron James is that. He's just like he can run you over, but he can run you over and run around you at the same time if that makes any sense. With basically, he just doesn't get charges all caught on him because he's so he's just a, like the athlete he is. You just don't see guys like that. It's you probably never will. And there's such athletic ability in this league, but he just when you watch him, it's just like an it's an explosion out of a cannon. And guys will try to take the charge, and it's just like you, you can't you can't do that against him. He'll jump over you. He'll jump around you. It's crazy. But um, at the moment, who is 
who, what are your most intriguing playoff matchups? We'll start in the East. Or is there, if, if there's none for you? In the East? So right now, as it stands, it would be Toronto and Milwaukee. And I think Toronto is just much better than Milwaukee. Um, Toronto, I think, is actually the only, I think Toronto is the, is really the best team in the East by a bit. Um, yeah, I do too. Boston and Miami, which that's going to, I mean, Miami's getting by on smoke and mirrors. Eric Spolster is really good, but I would Boston, Boston, it's not that intriguing a series. The Cavs and the Sixers is an intriguing series. The Pacers yeah. and the Wiz is not really that intriguing because I actually think when it comes down to it in a, in a big in you know in a playoff situation, the Wiz are going to take them behind the woodshed. Yeah, so do I. I totally agree with everything. And I, yeah. the, the Sixers, Cleveland's probably the most in the East, the most intriguing at the moment. Yeah. Um, but the, there's there's you know the Sixers are playing the Heat tonight if they win, which they're losing now. But if they win, they could. I think go ahead of the Pacers to fifth. So there's, I mean, you got, it's, it's so box. close. Yeah. It's so close. What about in the West, which is obviously a lot more intriguing. All right. So as it stands right now, Houston and LA, which the Clippers, not a, uh, not a particularly great matchup. Um, the, the, the Warriors and the Thunder is actually a pretty intriguing first round matchup. Yeah. Um, because also th- that one gives you the subtext of the only player that Russell Westbrook actually tries to play defense against, which is Steph Curry. Um, <laughs> Portland and Minnesota, it's less intriguing if Jimmy Butler isn't back for it. Yeah. Uh, and then New Orleans and San Antonio, um, that one could have no intrigue if Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Aldridge, and Boogie Cousins are all injured. No, no, it's gonna, yeah, it's good. They're gonna get their asses kicked too. Yeah. Well, well, they probably would. Depends on how long Davis is out for. That that's the key. I was just gonna say if, if he, he doesn't, like he's injured, but I don't think they said it was anything like super serious. Yeah, he went for the MRI, and I haven't heard anything yet. I mean, he walked off the court, which I guess sometimes doesn't mean anything, but he didn't come back in the game. But yeah, if he plays, they're gonna without those guys, he's gonna destroy them. What about the Portland Minnesota series? I mean, I think right now, if it's if you're looking at it exactly at how the two teams look at the moment, you'd have to pick Portland because that team that they're a team on the rise. I mean. Yeah. Look at the West. Look at the top four teams in the West over their last ten, or, or look at the streaks they're on. Houston yeah. won seventeen in a row. Golden State won six, nine and one in their last ten. Portland won eight, nine and one in their last ten. The Pels won their won ten in a row. The, yeah. Look at the bottom four teams in the in the playoff bracket. The Spurs three and seven in their last ten. The T Wolves four and six in their last ten. The Thunder six and four in their last ten. The Clips six and four in their last ten. And then you still have Utah and Denver hanging around. Those teams yeah. are actually, I mean, Utah's actually getting a little bit hot. I think getting Gobert back is actually really, really doing the trick. It's really good yeah. for him. That's but exactly what it was. These, He's there. None of these teams, the seven or eight, te- seven or eight seeds, neither of them are getting past Houston or Golden State. And what I'm looking forward to is all the excuses that are going to be made for Russell Westbrook when he once again doesn't get out of the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I know they're they're gonna make it, and I I was I would I gave him MVP last year. Dave and I talked about it on our initial podcast, and the more I think about it, I'm like, you know, the, the guy's really good, but like he just like Oladipo couldn't play with him. Kevin Durant's just a great player, but he even couldn't maximize his full attempt, potential with him. Paul George, who should shoot the ball more, um, that's not happening. I I, I don't know. I I don't want to kill the guy because he's a really good player, but. They don't win anything with him. And the way that team's constructed, like, I, 
I, I mean, where, what are they going to do? You know what I mean? What, what else can you do? If, if Paul George resigns there, it's essentially the same team. And right now they're the seventh seed and they're not going to get that much better. I mean, they can move up a couple spots because they're not that far off like fifth, but they're not going to beat Houston and they're not going to beat Golden State. So I don't know. But last question, and I know I've asked this before, but it's intriguing because we're almost through like a whole season and you cannot pick LeBron James. I'm not allowing you to. I'm giving you one player moving forward you can draft. And you can do you do it two ways. You can do it if you're a Knicks fan, or what I was what I was thinking as if you have a team, say you're a brand new team in the NBA, you can take one player, which would obviously never happen, but you can take one player off any team to start your franchise. Who are you taking? All right, so it goes down to really like three players for me. Right, first off, I'm looking at I'm looking at youth, so I'm going to go 25 and under. That's what I did. So, when I think of it that way, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, or Anthony Davis. I'll go with Giannis. Okay. Well, I would love to debate that, but I actually have those same exact fucking three people. Um, I was clo- And I was close to putting Ben Simmons in there because I really think he's going to be able to shoot. And um, But I don't want to show Homer, and I, I just don't want to do that. And if he learns how to shoot, I think he's going to be completely unstoppable just because of all the other stuff so we can do. So I took him out of it because he can't shoot right now. And I had the same three, and I thought about it. And the Anthony Davis injuries, that shit catches up to you for big guys. Um, and Bede's been injured, but those were more acute things than, like, strains and things there that were acute Anthony... things coupled with the basketball team trying not to win. Correct. And, you know, the guys just only played 82 83 games in three years so that he's basically played finally one basketball season but i went with Giannis too and the reason i went with him is because of the age the the leap he took without having to be able to be a great shooter um i watched him play the sixers the other night and they, they just couldn't stop him there's like, literally they, nothing he can't do on a basketball court there is not. i mean he can't shoot but again we yeah. talked about it earlier he doesn't have to if that guy ever knows if he ever learns how to shoot a three-pointer, he's going to be the best player in the league because he will literally be unstoppable. He'll get to the line constantly. He could legit score 30 points a game in a season if he learns how to shoot a three. Now, I don't know if he has to because, he, again, his athleticism allows him just to go by people in the lane, and that's how he gets all of his points, and, and you know, he's just a great player, and I love the guy. Um, do you need I hope to he leaves Milwaukee. A, do you need to learn to shoot a three? If you can dunk from the free from the three point line, absolutely not. You do not, yeah. and he is he is living proof of that. Um, like but I would have that... thought, I would have thought about like the the other guys because like the other guys yeah, I would have think about for that question. We Carl Anthony Towns, but needs to become a better defender. Porzingis, yeah, I thought about him too. We need to see about the knee. And yeah, that's what like he was in the conversation too. I definitely had you know there's a couple other guys I thought about. I definitely had Porzingis in there, and definitely had Carl uh, Anthony Towns in there. But I had the same it, that damn knee injury. I it's I think he comes back from it because he's only 22. I, I just have to, I just have to see how he plays. Like he's just so. I don't well, know. I don't he plays call above him. the rim, so it's kind of. That's it's, that's it's the annoying. scary part of it. Yeah. yeah, that that's what's scary because it all it takes is a guy that big comes down on an ankle and he does the same thing again, yeah. or he comes down like that was such a freak injury, and you can only have so many of them before it just saps your career. Uh, I didn't want to pick anybody over 25. Like I thought about Devin Booker, but I'm like, well. He's a really good player, but how do you really know how good somebody is when they play on such a fucking awful team? Is it so, just that he's getting the volume of shots? 
Yeah, exactly. Like the guy is clearly a great shooter. You can't question that. He could, he could score. Yeah, he could score. Absolutely. But if we're going to take a guy who can just score, I'm going with Giannis because he does more. It's just I'd rather have that position than a, than a shooting guard, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm going with Giannis too. If I had to take one player, he'd be my guy. But I think we'll end there. Um, anything you want to plug? You got any baseball shit coming up? No, we got to get ourselves on it. It's spring training. We'll, we'll, we'll start yeah. doing that soon. Yeah, I know you guys are both busy. And for me, not a whole lot. Uh, this is basically all I do now. Uh, me and Justin talk basketball. And uh, check everything out on AI. Uh, there's, again, I say it all the time. There really is something for everybody. Uh, AI Pro is really cool. A lot of good shit. And the regular AI stuff is really, really good, too. I know Rory Greenfield's taken over uh, the film stuff. He's done a lot with that. Uh, him and Stu are still doing the comic stuff. That's still really good. But for me and Justin, we'll call it a night. And we'll see you guys on number 25. Yeah, we've almost gotten the 25 podcast, which is pretty cool. This podcast but, can almost rent a car without insurance. Or without insurance. You, see, that's why Justin's on here, for all the smart facts that I don't know. But we will, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good night. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.